welcome back to episode five of Twitch Tech, everybody. I am your host, White Shadow. Today, guys, we're going to be talking TwitchCon news and specifically the technology that was released or announced at TwitchCon. So let's go ahead and um, kind of talk about like all of the stuff that was released at TwitchCon and then we'll jump right into like what I think about each thing. So there's a couple different technology technological things that were announced at TwitchCon this year. Go XLR from Helicon Gaming, which is a um, product of Behringer. Behringer is a big, very big pro audio manufacturer. They make interfaces, they make mixers, they make audio processors. Uh, microphones even, headphones, for all, all for studio productions. And a lot of their products are used in streaming, and streaming is becoming a big thing in the broadcast space. So they decided to make a gaming variant of their company called Helicon Gaming. And it's specifically their first product is the GoXLR. Right now, the retail is looking right around $399 for this thing. But uh, this thing looks amazing. It looks like it's worth every penny. Everybody I've talked to seems to love it. And um, they actually had previews on the show floor at TwitchCon this year. I was unfortunately not able to go and get get firsthand experience with the um, GoXLR. But everything I've seen, everything I've read, everything I've heard from other pro streamers' mouth is it's freaking amazing. So it's basically what it is. is a mixer, interface, and a voice changer all in one. And they actually set it up with the Midas preamps that Behringer has developed. They are, the tonality of these preamps are more of the um, British EQ style of preamps. So very smooth, very, they have good vocal tones to them. And um, Behringer has created these things that, and they're very powerful. So very powerful preamps. Um, this thing has 45, 45 decibels of gain coming from the preamp itself. And then there is 25 additional decibels of gain coming from the software side. So it can boost up to 70 decibels of gain, which is enough power to power a Shure SM7B, which does require a ton of line gain because it's a very powerful dynamic mic. So this thing can power a Shure SM7B without a cloud lifter or a mic activator, I should say, or a head, something like that. Um, that part kind of gets me. I don't know how it's going to be able to do that because a lot of times you do get a lot of line gain when you push your preamps all the way to the limit. We'll see. Um, in theory, and from I've been talking to Helicon Gaming off and on on Twitter, and they put a lot of R&D into this, research and development into this thing, and have tested it against a FET head and a cloud lifter. And it doesn't, they say, they're saying it doesn't produce a ton of line gain or a line noise, I should just, eh line noise i should say and um so we'll see um hopefully i can get my hands on one and test it out for you guys on the true gaming youtube channel but for now they're saying it can power a sure sm7b without a mic activator so hey i'll take their word for it for now um it does provide like i said 70 decibels of clean gain this is the first of many streamer oriented pro xlr audio gear so i 100 percent cannot wait to see more stuff like this. I'm fully expecting PreSonus, uh, Focusrite, I'm um, M-Audio, let's see some other games. Creative is actually was actually the first one into this. I fully expect another variant of the Sound Blaster K3 series that they're creating. That's the interface that I use for Twitch. 
I fully expect a lot more streamer-oriented interfaces to come out onto the market. So, can't wait for that. I am super excited because the Pro XLR game, Twitch is going to... I think Twitch is going to be the biggest business for Pro Audio going forward. One of the biggest businesses for Pro Audio going forward because millions and millions and millions of opportunity out there to get interfaces, microphones, and all of this other stuff in front of people. And Twitch is kind of the front runner of all of the inter the um, streaming game right now. So for them to really show this off at Twitch, for them to be one of the first ones out there with a pro mixer interface, voice changer, all-in-one option and take away the rest of the stuff so it's not cluttering up a ton of space, that is awesome. It even features RGB on the Go XLR uh, for everybody that likes RGB. It is also, the, uh, the cool thing I, that I saw about it was it was also set up for dual PC streaming. So right out of the box, you have everything you need for dual PC streaming. You don't need an additional mixer or interface to do so. Um, and it also has plugins for like MIDI's and also it has so many different uses for the Go XLR from Helicon. And I'll leave a link in the show notes and the description on YouTube of um, what I'm talking about here. It is going to be a fantastic piece of gear one that i am personally probably going to get for my setup so if i want it you guys know it's probably freaking good but um next up is razor's ifrit headset and this is a professional broadcast grade headset it's it's kind of interesting and then what they did was they took a like you know the stage headsets that you can get that look like they're invisible or they match the skin tone of your face or whatever so it's kind of like that, but it's a broadcast headset. It goes back around your head, and the microphone hangs down next to your face, much like a normal headset would be. And um, it's powered by a 3.5-millimeter headphone jack, or you can get like a little USB dongle that enhances the quality of it and features noise cancellation and all of that fun stuff. But it's a broadcast-quality condenser microphone next to your face. I've heard vocals from it. Sounds pretty good. Um, in my opinion, it's not still not going to replace a full-sized mic like the one I'm using here. It's not going to replace uh, condenser microphones, full-sized like studio microphones. It's not going to replace USB microphones by any means. Now, it is a good alternative to USB microphones, in my opinion. Um, it sounds really good. doesn't pick a lot of background noise up. From what I've heard, I don't know if they were using a noise gate or not. But... Um, Ifrit headset looks awesome. It's kind of the first of its kind in the streaming space, and you can get it bundled with earbuds if you want to. So it's going to be a cool little streaming option. Uh, yet again, want to get my hands on that thing because it looks interesting. It, I, the sound of it, very pleasing. Um, to my to my ears, it sounds kind of hollow. It sounds kind of teeny, in my opinion. It doesn't pick up the bass quite as much, so it favors the upper frequencies a little bit more but still doesn't sound like a normal gaming grade head headset mic or anything of that sort so it's really they really catered more the harmonics and everything they catered more to broadcasting which i like but yeah that's going to be an interesting option for people that don't have a ton of space also looks really cool for um streaming at conventions so instead of having a gigantic having to set up like these gigantic microphones and running xlr cables everywhere they can give you a sound pack and then just let you plug into the um sound pack that way with that headset mic that looks 
really interesting and i can't wait to see more from razor on that they they seem to be um sorry i was looking at something but they seem to be more on the streaming front than a lot of other peripheral companies um i'd like to see logitech since they own blue microphones now i'd like to see logitech really go towards streaming uh, microphones and things of that sort especially since they produce the webcams that 90% of streamers on Twitch use. So fully expect Logitech and Corsair to jump in on the streaming game a little harder because, and everybody's taking a different stance on it. So Razer is making their own webcam, their own capture card, all in-house. And um, now you have Corsair who just purchased Elgato. So I fully expect more streaming style gear from them. And then Logitech just purchased blue microphones, like outright. They own blue microphones, the company. So I expect more gaming grade, or not gaming grade, but more streaming-esque microphones and headset mics and stuff like that coming out of Logitech slash blue. So the streaming space for technology is about to really heat up, I think, in 2019. We're going to start seeing a lot more stuff and maybe more, even more so announced at places like PAX, uh, TwitchCon for 2019. So yeah, let's keep, I'm going to keep my eyes open on more stuff like that. That's going to be a big one and um, stuff that I'm going to have to get my hands on so I can test out for you guys. But the big one that I want to talk about today, the big one that I want to talk about today is the Intel and Streamlabs Intel processors and Streamlabs. You guys know who Streamlabs is. The partnership that they just made. So I'm going to read it here. Intel and Streamlabs partnered up to make a mini dedicated streaming PCs. And when I say dedicated, I mean the PC itself is only handles the encoding and the streaming software, maybe your bot and pretty much everything that goes into your streaming software. So you can take all of that load off of your other PC and use it to run the game or just use it for something else. So these dedicated streaming PCs are going to be small form factors. So kind of like an Intel NUC, Intel Nukes, I, I call them Nukes. Uh, so the one that I saw that they showed off, it was like 5.59 inches. It was a small cube, basically the size of a GameCube almost. And um, Intel Nuke PCs, they're very small form factors, can be mounted. Some of them can be mounted to the rear of a monitor, monitor via a VESA, V-E-S-A mount. Or placed on the desktop, they don't take up a ton of room either. So that's that was the other cool thing. And very small, like when I say small, the smallest one was four inches by four inches, and then like maybe two or three inches thick, two and a half inches thick, like not very big. And you can just kind of place it on your desk and it kind of disappears into the rest of your setup and you don't really have to worry about it. Intel is claiming that these things can power a 1080p 60fps stream, fully optimized by Streamlabs themselves with the software, and uh, apparently will have internal capture cards already in installed in these things. Uh, they have a couple partners, so the partners so far that they announced are Simply Nuke, Zotac, Shuttle, and of course Intel themselves, because we know Intel does make their own Nuke PCs. Acer and other big names like Asus, Lenovo, so on and so forth, Dell, those names will follow next year. Acer had one that they were showing off at the conference. They did not have an actual demo. It was actually a laptop running the specs that they were going to be running, apparently, but they will have one next year. And uh, yeah, 
So some of the specs of these things, let's go, I'm going to go ahead and go over the specs because the specs of these things were announced on some of them, not all. So the specs of the Simply Nuke EasyCast. Yes, it's called EasyCast. The naming scheme of some of these is kind of dumb in my opinion, but uh, they could have spent a little bit more time getting a clever name instead of just, oh, EasyCast, easy. Okay, cool. So it's an i5-7300U Pro processor with 8 gigs of DDR4, and it has like a 256 gigabyte um, SSD inside, and it also has an Aver, Aver Media came, actually did a passive announcement that they make capture cards for streaming. So they made a passive announcement alongside these Intel streaming PCs, and it's an M.2 drive that features capture card. So it has a little cable that comes off of it and it plugs into the back of your PC so you can actually input an HDMI cable for capturing. And of course it captures and does all the processing on the processor. So Avermedia is featuring those M.2 drives in these little new PCs and I was trying to figure out for the life of me how they were featuring a capture device inside of these things and that's how. So it's not an Elgato capture device, it's not a... Uh, Magewell capture device, it's Avermedia. Avermedia actually pioneered an M.2 drive to go on these things. So the price of the Simply Nuke right now, the EasyCast, is around $29 a month. It's a pay-as-you-go service, or you can buy it outright for about $1,000. We'll get into the issues that I see with all of this stuff in a minute. Um, Shuttle is making one. It's literally called the Shuttle XSPC Streaming PC. No specs were given, but it is going to be a U-series i5, much like the Symphony Nuke, which is a laptop-based processor. We'll get into that in just a second. Zotac did reveal all of their specs, so I'm just going to go over the processor and the type of capture card that it's using. Intel Core i5-7300HQ processor that is a quad-core at 2.5 gigahertz can turbo boost up to 3.5 gigahertz. It is a full quad core. The other one, the 7300 UV Pro, is a two core four threaded i5. Two cores, four threads. And they're claiming that it can do 1080p 60 frames per second. We'll get into that in just a second. So the Zotac has uh, 8 gigs of DDR4, up to 32 gigs if you want to. And it also features the Avermedia capture device, the M.2 drive, which I'm more excited about it having an M.2 capture device than I am the actual specs and the form factor of these PCs. Now, I am going to hold out judgment on Acer and Asus and all of those guys because they tend to kind of beef up their specs a little bit more. I trust Asus that they are going to have something ridiculous coming forward. But my issue with all of these is... An i5-7300V Pro with 8 gigs of DDR4 and the i5-7300HQ, which is the quad-core, full quad-core variant. You get four working cores instead of two working cores and then four logical processors of the 7300U. They don't handle X264 encoding as well as a full-featured desktop i5. These are laptop processors, and I have an issue with that in the branding that they are putting behind all of this stuff for 1080p 60 frames per second, because I did a little bit of research, um, because I'm a tech geek, 
you guys know me, I'm a tech geek, did a little bit of research on these, and a similarly priced, oh, mind you, the 7300V Pro processor, the 7300V um, Pro processor, 7300U, is $380 per processor, if you were to buy this for yourself. The HQ is right around $420 for the processor. That, that's another big issue. That's kind of the price that you're paying for these processors. And they're not going to handle X264 encoding for OBS. I've got a big issue with the claims that they have going here. So X264 on both of these processors was right around... It started dropping frames around 1080p, according to an Ntech. Um, I looked at Gamers Nexus. I looked at OC3D, which is OC'd. Um, I've been everywhere online. Tech Power Up. I've been on, let's see, Tom's Hardware. I've looked up benchmarks for these things everywhere. Geekbench and Nentech were probably the two majority of the ones that I looked at. And I've also looked at like Passmark, user benchmarks from Passmark. And it just doesn't line up with Intel's claims. The only way they're going to be able to get 1080p 60fps is, is if they are cutting corners elsewhere in the encoding. And most of the time when you are trying to get the most stable, stable stream possible and most good looking stream possible due to a dedicated stream PC, you want the lowest preset you can muster, the highest bit rate the processor is able to handle, the highest frames per second it is able to handle, and the best resolution it is able, able to handle for your viewers. Where I think the claim is happening here is 1080p 60fps is the base canvas, and then you're, of course, going to downscale. But they're not saying that. The only way you're going to get any sort of resolution out of those processors with encoding and the amount of RAM they allot you is if you're doing a 720p 60, or even the 7300U, was only able to do 720p 30fps, but they're claiming, claiming 1080p 60. Got a big issue with that, because they're charging $1,000. The Zotac one is probably, judging by the um, way that it is specced out here, is going to be significantly more money. Now, you can get Intel Nuke barebones PCs for yourself, and you can put in, they are available for desktop level processors. Now, if you look at the 7300U and 7300HQ, you're spending $420, $380. You can get a fully featured desktop i7. Granted, it will put off a little bit more heat, a little bit more power, but whatever. We're encoding a stream here. We don't really care about any of that stuff. If you want the... I'm going to break off for a second. Yes, Tox. These are the um, Tox is in chat right now. He is asking, these are those PCs they are trying to sell. Yes. And they're $1,000 or more a pop for these little, the small form factor PCs. So you're paying around $420, $380 for these laptop grade I processors, i5s, when I can get a full featured desktop i7 or Ryzen equivalent for the same money or even more, I, like at $420, I can get a Threadripper. Put it and throw it in a smaller form factor. Granted, it's not going to be a 4 inch by 4 inch box, but I can get a 1900X, throw that on a little 
M like micro ITX motherboard and make a small HTPC. It's not going to be the same size as those little mini PCs, the nukes, but I have more processing power. I have eight cores, 16 threads of processing power and just throw in like a little two gigabyte uh, GT710, uh, NVIDIA GT710 to run a monitor or two. You don't need a lot of GPU power in the in like little streaming PCs. Just make a small HTPC, throw in a much better processor. And I can, I've been on PC Part Picker getting these things well under $1,000. The lowest I think I saw that I could create one was a AMD 2200G on a MSI AB350 motherboard, which is plenty of motherboard for that processor. 16 gigs of RAM. It already has the Vega integrated graphics card, so I didn't need an extra graphics card. Uh, had one two terabyte hard drive for like 50 bucks from Seagate. You don't need a lot of, you don't need an SSD or anything like that. Small form factor case for 30 bucks from Cooler Master, and it was under 500 bucks. And that will do way, way more processing power than the Intel i5s that they are putting in those $1,000 small form factor stream PCs. You will be able to encode 720p 60fps on a low preset and have a better looking stream than what Intel is claiming on those smaller form factor PCs. Now, the good thing about this is it gets other companies such as AMD, such as ASUS, such as CyberPower, Origin, um, Top Flight even, my affiliate, affiliate, my buddy that runs Top Flight Computers, he is actually looking into this stuff. This gets other companies thinking, hmm, okay, even Corsair. Corsair is looking into this now because, of course, they own Elgato. And they have the Corsair 1 PC. So it gets other companies thinking, oh, we don't have to make like a ridiculous top spec PC make one good enough to run a 1080p 60fps stream on the lowest encoding preset. Boom. 700 bucks. I'd pay 700 bucks for that if it featured an Elgato capture card, if it featured 16 gigs of RAM with a i7-7700K or i7-8700K, or AMD came out and was like, hey, okay, we took the Ryzen 7... 1700 or 2700 added a vega graphics chip to it we're going to sell it for about 350 bucks sell it for about 350 bucks or 400 dollars even i would buy it for 400 bucks we made this awesome little we already have the motherboards for it little micro atx motherboard throw that in an htpc with some decent cooling dude you'd have an amazing you would have an amazing HTPC. You can even add a handle, take that with you, throw a monitor in your car, go to a convention, stream right there from your uh, hotel room. Dude, there are so many possibilities now, thanks to Intel. They just opened up a whole door for people to build their either their own, start thinking outside of the box, like, I don't need a super-powered GTX or RTX 2080 graphics card with a Threadripper 1950X PC just to handle my stream. That's more of a rendering machine at this point. I can now utilize my 
Ryzen 7 1700, my GTX 1080, and then create a small little HTPC box that goes right here on my de desk or right here on my little rack that I have next to me. And boom, I'm probably going to go for a Ryzen 5 2600, which is like 150 bucks right now, six core, 12 threads, 16 gigs of DDR4 RAM, and right around a two terabyte Seagate for, and I've already got a power supply that I can use. I've already got another graphics chip that I can use. You can, yeah, like what Tox just said in chat, you can even pop it into a drawer if you want to, which I wouldn't do. I would keep it in a well-ventilated area, but you guys get what I'm talking about. And Bald Manny in chat said, you can stream and play PC games super fine with a Ryzen 1700X. I use a 1700, bud, and I have no issues. So, my issue with this is when they're charging too much for a laptop grade i5 7300U when I can pay way less money and get quadruple the X264 encoding and frame rate and all of that fun stuff for way less money, build it myself, optimize it myself, and boom, bibbity bop, we got it. We got a dedicated stream PC that looks nice, that I know will work better than what they're trying to shove down my throat. I've just got an issue with it. Now, the thing I do like about it, like I said, is it opens up a whole big new door for streaming. 2019 is going to be a very interesting year when it comes to streaming for processing and stream PCs because I fully expect all of the other big names out there like Origin to capitalize on this. Because you guys know Origin probably has a bigger presence inside of streaming than a lot of these other companies. Origin, Asus, Corsair. The door's open, man. I can't wait for this stuff. I can literally see a company like Asus even making a small Steambox style streaming PC with an integrated cap... Ah, excuse me. Integrated capture card the size of a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One and selling them for around 500 bucks and saying, yo, this will run your stream and handle X264 encoding on the highest or the lowest preset possible at 1080p, 60 FPS if you want to, 500 bucks right now. And they'll make a profit off of it because Asus manufactures all of their own stuff. Just wait, it'll happen. Just wait, it'll happen. I'm, I'm actually looking at some parts and stuff right now, and I'm going to start reaching out to some friends to see if they can help me supply some stuff. But um, Black Friday coming up, I am 100% going to create my own and show it off in a YouTube video on the True Gaming channel to show everyone that, hey, don't buy those things. You can do it for much less money. I promise you. And I'll even sit there, if you need me to, I'll even sit there and help you guys set this stuff up on Streamlabs OBS. It's easy. I'll even help you with OBS. It, it's simple. So we're going to kind of open up chat here, and I'm going to talk to you guys for a little bit. Um, Nixie says the price entry point of those uh, Steam boxes is worrying. Yes. It is very worrying because I know 100% there's going to be people out there that think they need to shell $1,000 out for a laptop-grade i5. That's not going to handle their stream encoding like they think it is. 
Imagine a full ROG Asus PC. Oh my god, dude. Yes, I would love that. Will you? Any game business says, will you drive up here and build it? Dude, I'll come up there and I'll build it live for you guys. It won't take me that long. Give me like three and a half hours. Yeah, and then, of course, the uh, tariffs and stuff like that. And it's not even like they put the tariff in place to keep people from price gouging. That's there's a, there's a whole big thing there when it comes to that because they looked at the PC market and they looked at the technology market and price gouging can't happen. So tariffs is going to drive the cost of this stuff up as well. Um, Intel is trying to keep all of that stuff down. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. But um, I just $29 a month seems enticing. But when you actually look at it, you're just financing the PC itself why would you do that when you can just buy everything yourself and build it over time and i'm not saying go out and drop a thousand dollars right now on a pc just for streaming i'm saying wait part it out and buy the parts as they go on sale you get the best prices when you wait a little bit that's what i'm going to do i've got another power supply already ready i have a 650 watt power supply down here that is waiting to go in a dedicated stream pc i've already got a small form factor graphics card that I use for troubleshooting that I'm just going to repurpose. Or I may just go with an integrated chip, like the Ryzen 5 2400G. Create the small form factor PC for into a handle encoding. I stream at 720p 60fps so my mobile viewers are able to view me. Boom, got it. Yeah, uh, you'll get folk that don't do their research who want to step in the stream game who will shell out a massive massive price for those boxes then instantly be held back by settings. And you guys know as much as I do that specs do matter. How many cores, how many threads you guys have for streaming do matter when it comes to encoding X264. I've explained that on the previous podcast when we talked about processing. So for Intel, this kind of for the, on the Intel side, side, it kind of seems like a money grab. I get they partnered with uh, Streamlabs to do this, so they can like fully optimize the program to do so. But it just still seems like unnecessary when Streamlabs could have went to a company like Corsair, who owns Elgato, and is like, "Hey, you guys own Elgato. Let's take that Corsair One that you guys have there." Put a little bit less of a spec in it, like maybe an older i7, like the 7700K, even a six-core desktop i7 or i i5, even a like the 8600 or 8600K and 8400 even. Price it for right around six or seven hundred bucks. Why not? They can make so much money off of it. Yeah, Corsair does own Elgato. But yeah, it's just massive. That was a massive excitement for me and also a massive disappointment for me when I found out the price. Like, I, I, I mean, I should have known because of the way Intel processors are priced and the premium that you pay for that. But it just disappointed the crap out of me. I will reserve any more judgment until I have one in my hands. If they can encode 1080p 60fps i will 100% be surprised will 100% be surprised if they do so but as it sits right now from my 
many years of PC building and my many, many years of streaming and understanding and coding and the IT aspects of all of this stuff, that's not enough. That is not enough for processing power. That is not enough to encode a stream at 1080p 60fps. 720p 60fps? Maybe. 720-30? Definitely. But these are not priced for people to jump into streaming. But does anybody have any any questions? And yeah, um, while we're sitting here chatting with you guys, Bald Manny, the uh, Elgato does do HDR as well. They just um, updated it. The uh, HD60 Pro, I use an HD60 Pro. It will do HDR, but you do have to have an HDR-capable monitor in order to do so. Which brings up another thing. I fully expect Twitch going forward to be able to... Um, allow you to encode an HDR stream. If you have all of the correct gear to do so, like the camera, you would have to have an enabled camera that handles HDR. Um, you would have to have a HDR-capable capture card and things of that sort. But I fully expect Twitch to enable HDR at some point in the future when it becomes more prevalent in technology space because HDR is still technically a new thing. But yeah, I fully expect that to happen in the future, especially since we, we're starting to see HDR pop up a lot more. And it would be cool. It would be cool that because HDR games, we'd be able to uh, like view HDR games on Twitch and things of that sort. But man, those processors, 7300 UV Pro. I'm going to pull it up on the benchmark real quick. X264. And not even X264 benchmark for the 7300 UV Pro. It was like the Gink Bench versus another full-featured processor bugged the hell out of me. So the multi-core score was like 8,000-ish. But then when you looked at the... Even the 2200G, the multi-core score was like in the 19,000 range. So it was double the processing power of that other i5. And the i5-7300 UV Pro is $380 versus the 2200G, 98 bucks. That's something I, and this is Nixie talking right now. It's uh, something I was wondering about. I noticed when messing with, around with OBS that you can set your audio channels. Does that have much of a bearing? Like for someone like me, that's rocking a 7.1 virtual surround sound amp. Would putting in 7.1 change anything for a viewer? Possibly. Um, it depends on your processing power. It'd be worth a try. It'd be worth a try for 100%. Like I haven't personally tried it because I just keep everything um, I keep everything in stereo. Wait, did you just say 2200G? Is that the CPU and GPU in one? Yes, it has the Vega 8 and the um, quad-core Ryzen uh, 3. So it's basically the equivalent of a... 1300x or a 1400 with a vega gpu added in now the 2400g is right around 150 to 160 bucks but that is four cores eight threads with the vega gpu already installed that's what um i'm gonna call it dunyan here for a second uh wild dunyan or dunyan is his stream name he does that with his uh he has a dedicated stream pc with the 2400g ryzen 5 2400g 8 gigs of memory, 
and it is 100% optimized to handle his stream. He encodes at 720p 60 frames per second and never has a frame drop. His stream looks super crispy. You should definitely check it out sometime. Yeah, Tox watched him build that. That's that's something similar that I'm going to, but I'm going more for a Ryzen 2600 because I've already got a dedicated GPU. It's like a it's like a Radeon 7750 with two gigabytes of VRAM, but I don't care. It's enough to run two monitors, and that's all I need. You went for an integrated chip that allow you to go for the smallest MOBO you can find, as well as a case. And I have a couple of the uh, builds on PC Part Picker that I will share with you guys in Discord. And some of you have probably already saw some, but um, yeah. But other than that, there was no more like big announcements for streaming um, in the technology space. But um, 100% excited for the next year of technology when it comes to streaming. More webcams. I expect more quality webcams from Logitech and Razer, possibly Corsair. I expect them to get into it now that they own Elgato. Uh, I expect more capture cards being able to handle more stuff, smaller form factor capture cards. Just tons of tons of tech coming out, uh, especially like, okay, so the big one for me, I think, was, of course, the Intel Streamlabs, but the one that I'm most excited for is the GoXLR, like I said earlier. And, yeah, uh, stop it for a second. Yes, they bought Elgato this past summer. Um, but the GoXLR from Helicon Gaming really excites me because that means it opens up a door for the rest of the pro audio industry, such as all of the interface manufacturers, all of the microphone manufacturers, and so on and so forth, to really take a step back and go. Okay. We should really start taking Twitch seriously. And probably the best thing about the GoXLR that I didn't mention earlier was that it has motorized sliders. Oh my sweet lord. That is amazing. Motorized sliders, man. I am so insanely excited for that. Like, I'm... Dude, I love audio. I love audio. You guys know this. But that, those motorized sliders are going to be gnarly. Like, I, that's the first piece of streamer-oriented gear that I've seen that just has so much attention to detail in it. It, like... It's the best of the pro audio world and the streaming world. And they were like, yo, let's come in and just punch everybody right in the face with this thing. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I can't wait to see what Helicon Gaming does more on top of that. But there's one company, if they get into the streaming audio space, that I will 100% buy every single time they make a new product. Roland. That's who I have my eye on right now is Roland. I cannot wait to see what Roland comes out with. Because they have hinted around at making... Do we know the buy-in price for the GoXLR? I'll tell you that in a second. But they have been hinting around at making something for Twitch streaming. For a very long time. And I fully expect to see it in 2019. And lucky, the buy-in price right now is $399. $399, but you gotta think. That may seem steep. But it's literally four things in one. It's a mixer, interface, voice changer, also a, um, oh god, what was the other thing? There was one more thing. It's a MIDI board. It also does MIDI stuff as well. And it's even set up for dual streaming. Dual streaming setups. So, I can literally sell half of my audio gear 
and go with that. It's got built-in compressor. Oh, and it's actually five in one. It also has built-in compressor and noise gates via the software. That would not replace my DBX286S that I am going to get my hands on. But I'll remain judgment until I actually have the software and everything in front of me so I can play with it. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for the uh, I'm excited for the future of uh, Twitch Tech, and like everything that goes along with it, because it just gives us more gives us more stuff to talk about, and gives us more stuff to be hyped about, and uh, it gives like gives streamers and tech geeks like myself ideas to kind of take a different stance on stuff and look at like, oh hey, Intel and Streamlabs partnered up. Okay, this is what they're doing wrong, but this is how we can fix it, and we can kind of educate the companies because there is a disconnect between streamers and companies right now or their understanding of streaming because it is so new so as streamers we can kind of educate these companies on what to do or we see a door open and all of these other companies really that know how to embrace streaming go yo we can do this and sell it for this and everybody at the end or the beginning level can still get in on this at some point see see why it's uh I'm excited, man. You're going to buy a proper mic if I get this refund, so I'm going to have to get your advice, brother. I'll do it anytime. Uh, just want to shout this out for everybody that listens to the podcast. If you guys ever have any tech advice that you need help with, <clears throat> whether that's buying a microphone, whether that's buying an interface, anything audio, anything PC-related, camera-related even, because I do YouTube stuff, I understand tech inside and out i have been doing it since i was 10 years old i am 27 now almost 28 so 18 years and uh man i am so freaking excited i'm so freaking excited to help people i love helping you guys and i've that's just what i'm here for i made this podcast to help you guys 100 percent uh you went for a oh wait you won the you won the gpu from sone oh my goodness gracious okay um Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and end it here, guys. Twitch Tech, thank you guys for taking a look at Twitch Tech this week. I hope you guys are as excited as I am about all of the stuff they announced at TwitchCon. Um, we're going to be talking more about those processors and how to build your own in another video from True Gaming. I'm going to be making one for tomorrow. And we're going to talk like in-depth the specs and go over everything that you need for a build-your-own or dedicated streaming pc so guys with that being said i will see you guys next thursday for another episode for everybody on anchor and youtube i will see you guys next friday take it easy guys this has been episode five of twitch tech i'll see you next time peace out